If you're a fan of Inglorious Trexperts, you're going to love Trexperts Briefing Room, a Trexperts new series. Briefing Room? What is that? I was about to explain, then you interrupted oh, me. I'm it sorry. Is, it's curated audio commentaries of classic Star Trek episodes from the original series all the way through Enterprise. You're going to love it as we explore the behind-the-scenes making of all these wonderful Star Trek episodes with cast and crew that you would never expect to hear doing audio commentaries on Star Trek. Sounds like fun. It will be. And you <laughs> can find it on the Inglorious Trexperts podcast feed and on the new Trexperts Briefing podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's go see what's out there. If you're a fan of the 430 movie, you'll love Best Movies Never Made, hosted by myself, Josh Miller. And Steven Scarlatta. Where we explore some of the greatest movies never made, like E.T. 2. Johnny Quest. Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. And Halloween 3D. New episodes available every other Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you think you felt a great disturbance in the force, you're not wrong. Ed Gross and me, Mark A. Altman, have a new oral history coming out this July from St. Martin's Press. It's Secrets of the Force, the complete uncensored, unauthorized oral history of the Star Wars saga. So wherever you buy books, audio, and video, pick it up today, pre-order, and you can learn the secrets of the Force. And don't miss our oral history of Star Trek in stores now. And of course, nobody does it better. The complete oral history of James Bond in digital, hardcover, paperback, and audio. That is all. This is Mark A. Altman, and this is Six Degrees of Batman Week. Or Batman? Batman? I don't Batman. know. Batman! Batman <laughs> on uh, on the 430 movie. Um, as you may recall, we did this uh, last season, Six Degrees of um, Sean, uh, of James, 006 Degrees of 007. <laughs> and, uh, and it was actors who played James Bond and other roles. This will be actors who played Batman. So before we get to that, I want to introduce you to your favorite 430 movie hosts. <laughs> On Manic Monday, it's Steve Melching. Catwoman. What? <laughs> <laughs> On Two-Face Tuesday, it's Darren Doctorman. Quick old chum to the 430 movie. <laughs> On Wacky Wednesday, it's Ashley Edward Miller. Swear to me! <laughs> and on Killer Croc Thursday, it's Mark A. Altman. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So, uh, Batman. You know, uh, people love the bat. They love Batman. You know, Ashley, you programmed for 1989 week uh, Tim Burton's uh, movie. Yes, uh, I did. For the original Batman movie, which was a, a huge phenomena in the 90s of course darren doctorman programmed in our superhero week the 1966 classic batman uh way back when in our first season hmm. you did maybe batman one of our first episodes right like uh, on superhero it could have been, well, been called batman the motion picture you would recall <laughs> batman 66 the movie no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, in I, theaters old chum 
I'm sure you guys all grew up uh, reading Batman and Detective Comics uh, when you were young and maybe even when you were old. Um, why, why do you think that people still love Batman so much? I mean, you know, as much as Superman is the kind of face of, of, of DC, you know, it really seems as though Batman has always been the iconic character that people love the most from DC. I think one of the things that people respond to about Batman is that Anyone, we could possibly be Batman if our parents were killed in front of us and we had shitloads of money. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that's probably right. I mean, look, I just finished packing up my 80,000 strong comic book collection. I have, going back to 1985, I have a complete collection of every Batman or Batman family related comic book ever published. Okay? That's how insane. From, from I am. 1985 to present? From 1985 to present. Wow. Uh, by the way, dude, I found crazy shit in my collection. Like I found two mint condition copies of Wolverine number 1, but that's a totally different story. Uh but um again, I, I think you know as as Darren said, any of us could potentially be Batman. I I think also Batman is I wouldn't say he's quite unique because I think Spider-Man shares something of this, but he has a, a, a truly a psychology that drives his origin um, as opposed to just, he was rocketed here like in a, right. in a ship from far away. You know, he had no other choice. That's right. It's like there's, there is something about him that we recognize um, and is a, you know, it's a response to powerlessness. It's a response to grief. And, we kind of wish that it's a wish fulfillment, right? Like we wish that we could be that way. Right. And and, and I will add to these excellent uh, analyses uh, another factor in that uh, Batman is probably unique in how versatile the character is. Batman has been successfully interpreted so many different ways over the last 80 years as everything from the Dark Knight Avenger to the pulpy, you know, sort of campy Adam West and to the super friends to, you know, the, the Christian Bales to the, to, to the, uh, the, you know, the, um, the, the Michael Keaton interpretation. And they've all been incredibly popular in their day. Uh, in, in animation, you've had, you know, everything, the super friends to the Batman, the animated series to Batman, the brave and the bold, uh, a funnier version. And uh, it, there's just something about that character that, that can survive an interpretation in so many different ways. You've written for Batman, haven't you, Steve? Yeah, I've written on a couple of Batman shows. Yeah, I wrote for The Batman and Batman the Brave and the Bold. I, I wrote for A Batman. No. Um, <laughs> I, I think I, the, the only thing that Batman hasn't been in yet is a musical. There was a Superman musical, but yeah, Batman yeah. hasn't had a musical yet, and I don't know why. There were a That's couple not of, necessarily uh, true. I don't. I don't agree with that interpretation because uh, the Lego Batman movie had lots of songs that Batman sang. Hmm. Darkness, my parents are dead. I mean, he. There were definitely songs in that movie. There were also there songs in Batman: The Brave and the Bold, but I don't know if Batman actually sang the songs. Hmm. There was the whole episode, "The Menace of the Music Meister." Uh, that was a, entirely a musical episode. 
Well, there hey, we well, go. I, 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 and of course, I, the, you know, the miraculous Shandell played by Liberace. <laughs> That's right. Who could forget Shandell? That's great. Um, speaking of which, you know, um, there's so many, there's such a deep bench of uh, Batman characters, not just his yeah. allies like uh, Batgirl and Oracle and and um, uh, uh, Robin and, and uh, Tim Drake and uh, Commissioner Gordon and all these people, but uh, amazing bench of villains, you know, probably the most the greatest villains in the history of comics, you know, and Again, I don't, next, I, next to Spider-Man and maybe the X-Men, the, the best rogues gallery. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think I, second to none. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. And, and as you said, Ashley, the, the villains are also have great psychologies to them that you can understand and sort of bring out a different facet of the Batman's psychology when they're put in opposition. That's so, right. so other than condiment King, I'd like to know who you're, <laughs> Who your favorite Batman villains are, starting with Darren? Oh, geez. Um, I, you know, I got to go old school again and say uh, the first episode of uh, the Batman TV series, which was Frank Gorshin's Riddler. Mm. He was, he was uh, uh, funny, but also really scary. And uh, he just pulled yeah. that off uh, like he is an absolute psychotic. And I, I find that so uh, wonderful in a in a kids show. Uh, <laughs> That's how I found uh, Roger C. Carmel as Colonel Gubb. Sure. <laughs> if only he had had his own standalone episode rather than you know tagging along Pinky Pinkston and her Pink Chip Stamp Company. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, unfortunately, he was kind of overshadowed by uh, the Green Hornet Cato. But uh, who uh, isn't? I. <laughs> so okay, Ashley, favorite uh, Batman villain? Look, there's um, there's the gimme, right? It's like that you almost have to go for. So I'm not going to go for it. Um, and instead, I'm going to say, and it's it's really only because of one episode of Batman the animated series. Uh, but uh, I'm going to say Mr. Freeze, mm. and I'll tell you why. Because I think it's is it Heart of Ice. Steve, yeah. correct me yeah, if I'm in wrong. the animated series, yeah. Yeah. It's great. So great. Michael it's, and Sarah did the voice. Yes, he did. And he was so terrific. And and what I love about that episode and what I love about Mr. Freeze in that episode is they, they never come right out and say it. But, you know, Mr. Freeze is dealing with the same baggage that Batman is dealing with. It's He's dealing with the, the unfair death of someone he loves. Right. Um, and in his own way, like, he's... He's he's trying to get her back in the same way that Batman is trying to get his his parents back, and I just I just find that endlessly fascinating. And and there's such empathy uh, in that episode that Batman seems to have for him. You completely understand it. Um, and I think that he's just he's a great character in that moment. He's not so awesome in Batman and Robin, but then nobody is. Chill. See, that's the thing. People don't realize how great Mister Freeze is because of course you had Otto Preminger who was great in the '66 version. Then you had Eli Wallach, who is not as great. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and then you have the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, version, which is awful. But if you, you look deeper, the Michael on Sarah, Mr. Freeze in Heart of Ice in the animation is great. And I don't know if you've ever played the video games. I'm not a big video yeah. game guy, but my son is hugely into the Arkham Asylum games. And we, he showed me the uh, Arkham City. And Mr. Freeze is so great in that. Um, everyone's, you know, all the Batman films, that, that the whole series of Arkham 
uh, games are are really really great. They make great movies. Mark, lest uh, lest one of our audience members chastises you for forgetting the first Mister Freeze on the TV show, George Sanders. Oh, that's uh. right. That's right. George Sanders from All About Eve. Yeah. Was the hey, first, maybe we uh, should do three degrees of Mr. Freeze week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, that's, that's next week. <laughs> three up the tree three of, uh, three three degrees New York and LA. Above zero. <laughs> three degrees below. Yes. Uh, 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 oh, uh, my uh, 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 uh. oh my God. Oh my God. Wild. Wild. I know, you know, the funny thing is, if we've talked about fans of this podcast, they'll know Otto Preminger was a t- complete and total dick. Yeah. So I, I find it amazing. <laughs> That uh, <laughs> him play being stuck by Mr. Freeze and all that makeup and, and everything, and the fact that that's probably what to a great deal of the uh, country is best known for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's not the, Laura. That's, not, no, that's, that's <laughs> the knife in the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they know him from as Mr. Freeze. It's so true. So, Steve, what about you? What's your favorite Batman villain? I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, to the the animated series Mr. Freeze. That's a rare instance of that backstory for the character was created for the animated series mm-hmm. and it was so compelling that it stuck yeah. into yeah. other media and that kind even of is Batman deep. and Robin. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, even Batman and Robin. So that's like become part of the canon of that You mean it was now. so compelling it froze. Oh my. Yeah, well it was so was Harley Quinn. I mean Harley yeah. Quinn who was this iconic Batman character. She was, you know, came out of the animated series. Yep. She was yeah. a talk to. Yes. <laughs> she was. Um, so my pick, I, I was going to say uh, Two-Face because I always thought Two-Face was interesting. Um, but then I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about a character that, a, a brief digression. I, and w- the first episode I got to write of The Batman, uh, we were able to, to choose I was, uh, any villain in the rogues gallery I wanted, except for the Joker, um, because he was in the pilot. And uh, we could reimagine the origin story for the villain. And I thought, oh, this is a great opportunity. So I, I looked at the Rogue Gallery. King. Yeah, for, yeah, for a villain that is uh, a marquee villain, but I always thought maybe didn't have the best backstory. So I settled on the Penguin. King Tut? Yeah, I did the. No, there was a rights issue with King Tut. We couldn't use King Tut. We tried to put him in Batman uh, Brave and the Bull, but we couldn't use him. Um, uh, so the penguin always was kind of goofy. He's like this kind of weird guy in a tuxedo that like uh, robs banks or uses birds or something. So the I, evil Mister Monopoly. Yeah. So I reimagined him as not so much a foil for Batman, but a foil for Bruce Wayne. So mm-hmm. yeah, I made him the anti-Bruce Wayne, where Bruce was handsome, Oswald Cobblepot was ugly. Where Bruce was wealthy, Cobblepot had squandered his family fortune and was pure, uh, poor. So he had this tremendous. Uh, chip on his shoulder and hated Bruce Wayne, and uh, that kind of drove a lot of his crimes. So mm. I, I like that version of Penguin. That's great. That's that's a great way to to look at it. And I think that stuck to a certain extent too, a little bit. I um, heard maybe in Gotham is that that new show is that kind of what he's like in that? I don't know. I think so. I, I didn't really. I gave up on that. Actually, pretty never watched it. I not, me neither. Not good. Which is funny because we're all huge. Huge Batman fans. So for me, I guess if we're taking Joker off the table, yeah, and even Joker's if we're not, um, I have to say Rachel Ghoul and Talia. To yeah. me, they 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 I, I love them, and and it's funny because like Darren, I'm such a huge fan of the '66 Batman, and of course they were never a part of '66 Batman for a long time. That was the Rogues Gallery I knew, King Tut, yeah. and you know the Bad Hatter, and and Sam Martin owns King Tut. Well, 
The Puzzler. <laughs> Rachel Ghoul and Talia came out of the, the 70s Batman yeah. with Denny O'Neill and Neil yeah. Adams. Um, and what it's funny, my one of the, the very first, I don't know if it wasn't the very first, but it was close to, like one of the, the first Batman comics I truly remember, like before The Dark Knight, uh, it was an anniversary issue of Detective Comics. And it was the original version of Jason Todd and his original origin as Robin. And it was the entire rogues gallery. And Talia al Ghul was a part of it. Like, and I just thought all of that was just incredibly cool. It's just they're just they're just a great part of the Batman mythology. No, it's, it's so many. I'm sure we could go on and on. You know, uh, Cesar Romero's mustache. I mean, so <laughs> many great, great, uh, great Batman villains. A mustache but, ride, Batman. But I, I, I don't think, think he ever know. said that. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> Hero, heroes don't do that. Oh, Heroes don't take mustache rides. <laughs> and I, I, I have to say, I'm very much looking forward to um, Matt Reeves, the Batman, which is coming out next uh, year from Warner Brothers. Uh, going back, hearkening back to sort of the noir roots of Batman with Robert Pattinson. We will see. Um, we shall see. Exactly. We shall see. Sure. But today we're doing six degrees of Batman. So these are movies in which actors who played Batman appeared in other roles. And some of these uh, have been picked before. We'll point that out, I'm sure. Uh, others have not. Um, and others know, will and never I, be again. <laughs> and of course, I want to point out that TV is not eligible. So uh, Alexander right. the Great with Adam West and William <laughs> Shatner is not <laughs> eligible as much as we may want it to be. Though as, uh, a, as a pantheon of heroes, it is unmatched. That is for sure. Shatner, Adam West, Joseph Cotton. Who else is in it? It's insane. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh that guy, you know, from uh, from Rosemary's Baby. Uh, uh, oh God, yeah, that's right, John Cassavetes. Cassavetes, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah Alexander, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean son. <laughs> and with Shatner as Alexander the Great. Yeah, and had that gone to series, there, there would be, would be no, no Star Trek. Trek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Klingons go back in time to get Alexander the Great. Oh my God, up. that's hilarious. <laughs> We finally created you, Admiral James Tirk. It sounds like that would be a great plot for a Galaxy Quest TV series, where a villain goes back in time to prevent the original Galaxy Quest series from being created. So oh my God! Can go you get another great idea for Galaxy Quest yeah. from from this group. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we had the greatest idea for a Galaxy Quest TV series, and of course, uh, I, I got no traction with it. And then they announced it and never able to crack it. We cracked it in about 10 minutes. Yeah. Yes. That we, was years ago. That was <laughs> the yeah. best Long panel we ever did. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> hands down. Yeah. What it took them five years to do, we did in a day. That's right. So. Fires Uranus, parts one and two. Call us DreamWorks. <laughs> <laughs> Operators are standing by. I don't, I don't <laughs> think DreamWorks has phones anymore. <laughs> they can't afford them. Okay, so um, we're doing six <laughs> degrees of Batman. Batman. As Batman. always, we're starting on Monday <laughs> with Steve Melching as we program another fantasy theme week of classic films. Steve Melching, what's it going to be and who's it going to be? Well, this is a great 
you know, when I when I started making my list, I realized just how many great movies have starred actors who have played Batman, mm-hmm. and um, which is kind of a it harkens back to my earlier point about Batman being interpreted in so many different ways successfully. You've got different actors portraying the character in different ways that leads you into different other movies that they also play characters in, and my the probably my favorite movie of the bunch is Ineligible. Which is too bad because it has not one but two Batman. Two Batman, I know. <laughs> George Clooney and Michael Keaton mm-hmm. are both in Out of Sight, but I've already picked that movie, so I'm not going to pick it. So uh, I will point out, Steve, that was my first pick for this week until yeah. I realized that we had picked it before. Yeah, two for one, two Batman for the price of one. So uh, my pick is a movie from 1993. God damn it. <laughs> That apparently was also Ashley's pick. <laughs> that could you be motherfucker. I... <laughs> Mole rats. Do you want me to pick a different one? No, no, no. Go okay. ahead. I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> God damn it. You're what a daisy, Ashley Edward Miller. <laughs> of course, I'm talking about Tombstone. <laughs> it was a place where a man could start over where a fortune could be made. They say every town has a story. Tombstone has a legend. Who is he? That's Wider. Better name for himself as a peace officer. I heard of you. I'm retired. You must be Doc Holliday. You retired too? Not me. I'm in my prime. Hollywood Pictures presents... The only real law around here is the Cowboys. The story of Wyatt Earp. The first time in our lives we got a chance to stop wandering and finally be a family. Now this is trouble we don't need. If we're going to have a future in this town, it's got to have some law and order. What do you want, Ringo? I want your blood. I want your soul. I want them both right now. They shot your brother. Now the time has come for justice. Yes, maybe you better swear me in. And he has to live up to his reputation. You got a fight coming. I'll be there! One last time. None of your problem, Doc. You don't have to mix up in this. That is a hell of a thing for you to say to me. In a battle. The last charge of Wyatt Earp and his immortals. At the OK Corral. Oh my God. The West would never forget. Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Dana Delaney, Powers Booth, Michael Bean, Bill Paxton, Jason Priestley, Sam Elliott, and Charlton Heston. You tell him I'm coming, and hell's coming with me! Justice is coming to Tombstone. Uh, starring uh, Kurt Russell, who could have played Batman. Absolutely. Should have played yes. Batman. Maybe. He still can totally in Dark Knight. Uh, he can. In the Dark He'd be a great Batman. But, of course, uh, Val Kilmer uh, was the co-star, second billing in the movie. Um uh, playing the uh, playing Doc Holliday, probably the the most memorable performance 
in that film. And of course, this is a movie that was uh, directed initially by the screenwriter, Kevin Jarre. Is that how it's pronounced? Jarre or Jarre? Sure. The, Jarre. the adopted sure, son not? of Maurice Jarre, Jarre the composer. Uh, he was fired after a few weeks on the production, replaced with George Cosmatos, who apparently, according to some uh, accounts, did not understand the script or the movie, was making a different movie. Um, and uh, by a lot of accounts, Kurt Russell actually did the the, the real directing uh, on the majority of the picture. Right. He He marshaled it. He marshaled it. <laughs> uh, but this is a movie you know, with Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Michael Bean. I mean, this cast is incredible. Michael Bean, Powers Booth, Dana Delaney, Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton, Jason Priestley, Michael Rooker, Billy Zane, Stephen Lang, Charlton Heston, Billy Bob Thornton, narrated by Robert Mitchum. I mean, I mean how can you go wrong? You can't, you can't go wrong. And and it's funny because I remember when this movie came out, this was the movie that no one cared about. It looked like it was just mm. going to be this trashy programmer. The real Wyatt Earp movie was coming a few months later. The uh, Wyatt Earp uh, uh, starring uh, Kevin Costner, uh, direct, uh, written by Lawrence Kasdan. Did Costner direct Wyatt Earp? Um, yes, yes, he did. It's, yeah. Well, it's kind of the same. Well, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I went to see uh, Tombstone when it came out, and God damn, it is one hell of an entertaining movie. It is. It's kind of cheesy. It's a great popcorn, solid, fun western movie yeah. that just ticks all the boxes. And Wyatt Earp was this drawn out, kind of dreary, self important slog, <laughs> but still entertaining in its own way. It was. You know, I haven't. I should revisit it. I haven't watched it since that day in the theater in 1994. But Tombstone is something I watch. Pretty regularly. Oh, it's sure. You're all up movie. for the popcorn jollity of Tombstone. <laughs> but when it comes to, to getting serious, Steve. <laughs> well, I prefer the assassination of, uh, uh, of, that, of Jesse of, James. Jesse James by James, the coward Robert Ford. By that coward Gerald Ford. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, Tombstone came out. It was a moderately successful movie, and I think its reputation has only grown over time. It wasn't yeah. particularly well received by critics. Uh, it was kind of uh, you know hit and hit or miss with critics. Uh, audiences seem to like it, but it's it's kind of a I, I'd say a modern classic now. Oh yeah. It's the kind of movie that when you're flipping channels, you come across Tombstone, you're like, oh, yeah, I can settle into this and watch this. It's really fun. It's got a great score by Bruce Broughton and yeah. just some thrilling cinematic moment. Great, very quotable dialogue. Totally. Like, um, you know, it's like, you tell him hell's coming and I'm coming with. I mean, come on, man. Like, And that, that hard movie? cut to the sunset, the riders coming out of the sun with the drums. I mean, it's, inc it's, it's, so, it's great. Yeah. Great. Oh my God. Well, of course, when Captain Kirk yeah. faced the uh, faced the Earps, it was a little different. <laughs> it was a little different. <laughs> Skin that smoke wagon. See what happens. Uh, uh, Tombstone is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I, I think it's just it's so incredibly quotable. Val Kilmer is just amazing in that film is as Doc luminous? Holliday. In fact. You can even draw a deeper connection between Tombstone and the Batman franchise because uh, Joel Schumacher chose Val Kilmer to replace Michael Keaton because of his performance as Doc Holliday in Tombstone. Mm -hmm. There was a um, lot more coughing in that uh, Batman. Way <laughs> more coughing. 
But you know what? You're no Daisy, Darren. You're no Daisy at all. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> I sure ain't. <laughs> so that's Monday. Monday's Tombstone. Monday is Tombstone. <laughs> good to me. Which brings us to Darren Doctorman and Tuesday. Well, Tuesday, you know, I could have gone the Val Kilmer route. There's a lot of movies with Val Kilmer that I'm sure I'm sure we will visit on Friday. Well, you uh, picked one. Uh, you picked The Doors several yeah. uh, seasons ago. That's for, true. Uh, Can't Stop the Music Week. That's true. It uh, The Doors passed uh, over my transom on this one, too. Um, <laughs> but uh, as you said, already picked. Um, I don't think I've picked this one before. Again, I'm old. I forget things. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm going to name it anyway. This is uh, from 1987. This was a big, sprawling, dramatic movie from Steven Spielberg. Mm. Oh, okay. yes. Oh. Good choice. Excellent it's, choice. It's his, uh, it's his attempt at uh, uh, doing a big epic like as David Lean would have. And it's called Empire of the Sun. Jamie! Jamie! Stand still, John. Jamie, don't run. Come on, Jamie. You're missing the party. I left my plane. Never mind. Find us keepers, eh? Don't look back, Jamie. Thanks, Max. The soldiers look as if they're waiting for something to happen. Yes. But they, they didn't look angry or anything. It's not their anger, it's their patience. It's time to close the ranks. What say, Max? I get Mary and the boy out altogether. Somewhere safe. Singapore. And it takes place in... Uh, basically Hong Kong uh, in the beginnings of uh, World War II with the occupation uh, of the uh, Chinese uh, or the Japanese. Uh, and uh, it is an amazing experience of actually being in the midst of this uh, scary, confusing, uh, uh, deadly surroundings. Uh, for this young uh, boy named Jim, played by Batman Christian Bale, uh, as a uh, as a young man, and he is absolutely great in it. Uh, this was, you know, his uh, basically his first uh, appearance in a major motion picture, and he is unfreaking believable. His performance is um, kind of scary in some spots. Uh, Especially when he punched that TP in the face. Well, that was later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good for you. (laughs) Um, But uh, no, he's so good. And, and, uh, you know, also uh, uh, Ben Stiller is in this one in a little bit part. Uh, And, uh, but uh, really? 
Yeah, Ben Stiller is one of the guys in the uh, in the men's uh, uh, in the camp camp. Yeah, he's in the background. Um, but of course, uh, the uh, the other um, you know outstanding role in that is uh, John Malkovich and Joey Pants. Joey Pantoliano. Yes. both of whom should have been Batman villains if they weren't. Absolutely, Joey <laughs> Pantoliano as like the as like the Penguin. Or oh just my God! As himself, yeah. <laughs> or, 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 yeah. Just the pants. <laughs> <laughs> We're going against the pants. Um, the pants been, man. They are so good. It's it's such a. I mean, they're they're both pants king. <laughs> the pant king. Uh, they're both really creepy yet um, yet solid companions to Jim, uh, depending on the day. And it's uh, it's really a complicated uh, tone poem of what it was like to be in those days, and it's it's uh, you know it's fairly operatic in Spielberg's hands. He has a lot of uh, uh, amazing imagery and uh, symbolism, and uh, you know uh, s- strange uh, performances by some of the uh, secondary characters, as if they are ciphers and just memories in Jim's mind. Um, so it's it's uh, it's fairly uh, uh, an amazing film to watch in a theater. Uh, it doesn't quite work as well on television, but it has a, an amazing score by John Williams that's completely unlike what he had done before, and uh, it's a, really a, a groundbreaking movie that unfortunately didn't do very well, and uh, that's kind of a shame. But uh, so that's my pick: Empire of the Sun with Christian Bale. It's a terrific Excellent. movie. I, I wonder, were you at, still at USC when that movie came out? I, I had been out for a couple uh, months. Because uh, uh, when that movie came out, they showed it uh, on campus in the North Theater, and the mm. DP, Alan Davio, came and did a running commentary. And that wow. was the first time I'd ever seen a running commentary where he's sitting up off the, with a microphone yeah, off the watching side. the movie and talking through That's how amazing. he lived the movie. And and he was also there. Uh, there was this advanced cinematography class where a DP would come in and they would recreate a lighting setup from a movie. And they re they they recreated the set of the apartment building from the beginning when the Japanese attack right. happens and the the flashes of the bombs and stuff. Yeah. And and Davio was there supervising the students in wow, lighting that. Wow, that must have been scene. amazing. I wasn't part of the class. I just heard about it. <laughs> like, wow, that's just, so cool. Just think about how many people were in that class that have never used that information again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I really like this movie, too. It was my number two pick uh, if, I, if, I, if I didn't go with, uh, with uh, Tombstone. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really uh, underrated Spielberg film. Definitely worth seeing. Yeah, it was on my short list too. For um, yeah. great, it's a great movie. Uh, I'm a big fan. Of Alan Davio was a big fan of his uh, cinematography, um, and it's a great pick. And Christian Bale is sensational in it. It's very poignant, you know. This whole the whole idea of like, you know, how do you put your life back together after going through such a traumatic experience? Yeah, like you know, being separated from your parents and living in a POW camp for years and. Yeah. yeah, and it's really haunting and, you know, at the end where, you know, all the belongings that, that have been taken by the Japanese, you know, in that stadium and, um, you know, sort of people being reunited with their possessions. Um, okay, the, the so... The flash of the Hiroshima bomb on the horizon. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, you know, it's 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 uh, 
people forget, I mean, how, how diverse Steven Spielberg's filmography is and, 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 you know, how he was just so facile in every genre. And, you know, I mean, this is the guy who made 1941 and they did something like Empire of the Sun. It was really extraordinary. And this, you know, coming on the heels of uh, Raiders and Close Encounters yeah. and E.T. So pretty remarkable. Okay. So that brings us to uh, Wacky Wednesday and Ashley Miller. So it'll be interesting to see. We have uh, uh, one film from Val Kilmer, one film from Christian Bale. Will we find another Batman at the center of this or will we have a repeat? We're about to find out. Oh, God damn it. We're going to have a repeat. I'm picking Tombstone again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a 430 movie first. We're going to do the same movie twice in one week. You're going to watch it so many times. We're not going to do that. Uh, we'll save it for Friday. We'll save it for Friday. Um, <laughs> look, uh, I, given that I have in the past picked both Batman and Batman Returns, uh, it should be fairly clear that my favorite Batman is Michael Keaton. And look, I actually I love Christian Bale. I love the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. I think they're amazing. Um, I think that what Christian Bale does is very different from what uh, Michael Keaton did, but there is something about Michael Keaton that is just so crazy uh, and and you so get dark. Nuts? Let's you get, nuts. get nuts. Let's get nuts. It's like let me tell you a story, Jack. It's about a kid. You know, didn't see the train until it was right in front of him. Um, and I remember when his casting was announced. I was one of those kids who was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, Mr. Mom, Mr. Mom yeah. is going to be Batman. That's insane. Very and controversial in geek circles. Very, very controversial. Feed mayonnaise to tuna fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, you know what? He owned it. He owned it because yeah. Tim Burton was right. Because yeah. Michael Keaton is crazy. Because like he's got this darkness to him. Um, he has this insanity to him, this intensity. Uh, that like he played in different ways in Batman and Batman Returns. Well, was, um, it, was it Tim Burton that said you're casting Bruce Wayne, not right. Batman? <laughs> That's exactly who it was. Yeah. Uh, and and the, and the interesting thing about it was that by casting Bruce Wayne, um, he really cast Batman. I mean, we all believed it when he said Batman. Like, and, and you just went nuts. I remember like being in the theater. The audience went nuts when Michael Keaton said that because it just sounded exactly right. Um, and so, you know, since I can't pick goddamn Tombstone, even though Val Kilmer was not a great Batman, uh, I just, I happen to love Tombstone. Um, I'm going to go with another superhero movie that happens to have Michael Keaton in it. And it's not Birdman because that's not a superhero movie. Uh, I'm going to pick Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep. <laughs> Hey! Surprised? Oh, hey, Pete. I didn't hear you come in. It's over. I've got you. You know, I gotta tell you, Pete, I really, really admire your grit. I see why Liz likes you. I do. When you first came to the house, I wasn't sure. I thought, really? But I get it now. How could you do this to her? To her? I'm not doing anything to her, Pete. I'm doing this for her. Huh. Yeah. <sighs> Peter. You're young. You don't understand how the world works. 
Yeah, but I understand that selling weapons to criminals is wrong. How do you think your buddy Stark paid for that tower? Or any of his little toys? Those people, Pete, those people up there, the rich and the powerful, they do whatever they want. Guys like us? Like you and me? They don't care about us. We build their roads and we fight all their wars and everything. They don't care about us. We have to pick up after them. We have to eat their table scraps. That's how it is. I know you know what I'm talking about, Peter. Why are you telling me this? Because I want you to understand. And I need a little time to get her airborne. Her and Michael Keaton plays the vulture. Yeah. And what's great about Michael Keaton's portrayal of the vulture is he is basically playing a dad who is uh, who is looking out for his daughter. Uh, who wants to be sure that his daughter is dating the right sort of boy uh, who looks at Peter Parker in a certain way. And it's, it is not as, Oh, you're my, you're my enemy. You're my foe. It's Hey kid, you better have my daughter home when I tell you to have her home. He's basically and you actually. Yeah. He basically <laughs> is me. <laughs> and I just, I love Michael Keaton in this role yeah. as the vulture. He's awesome. Um, you completely believe him. If if the uh, the reports are true that uh, that he's going to be back in the next Spider-Man movie, uh, no one is more excited than me. The only thing that excites me more is that he's going to be back as Batman in the 2022 Flash film. Whether or not that movie is good, I don't really care. It doesn't matter Michael at this Keaton, point. Yeah. It does not matter. Michael Keaton's going to play Batman again. But look, Spider-Man Homecoming is great after a couple of really terrible Spider-Man movies starring Andrew Garfield, um, produced by people who had no business making Spider-Man movies. Uh, it was such a return to form within the MCU. Yeah. Uh, and he's a, he's a delight to watch. Tom Holland is a terrific Spider-Man. John Watts does a great job directing this film. Um, if you put aside the Michael Keaton of it all, the relationship between Spider-Man and Iron Man is totally fantastic. Uh, it's this great father-son relationship that very much mirrors, you know, the father-daughter relationship between uh, the Vulture and MJ, and it's it's just it's great. It's that so was much that fun relationship was so unexpected when it when it came was that in the the Cap Captain America mm -hmm. when they when they first came together the Civil War right. yeah. Civil War yeah. I mean, that was such a delight. The, the way they played off each other was so charming and so real. And I love the way they continued that relationship it, it, through the, the Spider-Man film. My favorite yeah. part of that is that the, the creation of this Vulture character could have been really stupid, but it's really, really clever. He is a vulture. He's, take, yeah. he's taking pieces off of these dead uh, pieces of technology. It's He's picking off the dead. It's so great and subtle and really clever. And I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a great, great pick. And yes, and I'd be glad to work for Marvel again. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Their check's yeah. clear. <laughs> yeah, that, I, it's the first Spider-Man movie I actually liked. So, I mean, I, I think it's a, a terrific film, you know, and, and uh, Tom Holland was terrific and Michael Keaton was unexpectedly just great. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because uh, Steve, Val Kilmer with uh, uh, Darren, we had uh, Christian Bale. With Ashley, we had... Uh, 
uh, Michael Keaton, which it wasn't really expected that it was going to break down uh, that way. So when we get to Thursday, I think it's only appropriate that I go with either Clooney or Ben Affleck, um, since we've, we've, you know, which sort of... Or Adam helps. West. <laughs> or, Adam, or Adam West. But, you know, Adam West, honestly, um, it, it, while he had some great TV roles, not a lot of great movie roles for Adam West, you know? Um, well, he, he is in Robinson Crusoe on Mars. Yeah, I know. That is true. And like I said, not a lot of great movie roles yeah. for Adam West. <laughs> um, I'm not a fan of that movie. It's a classic. Um, How dare you? It's a total yeah. classic. And I'm still not a fan I, of it. I, I feel like that was my gift to Steve, like in Secret Santa Week. Am I crazy or what? Well, was was Criter Criteria did a nice disc of it. Yeah, they did. No. Still not a fan. <laughs> Okay. Steve's, All right. So Steve's, what is? <laughs> I, was, I was playing okay. awesome. <laughs> but I have to say, you know, like Steve, out of sight would have been my pick. Not only because it had two Batman, because but it's also freaking great. Yeah. Um, you know, and then so if I'm going to eliminate Christian Bale, some of the things I was thinking about, like Three Ten to Yuma and Vice, I'll eliminate mm -hmm. right now. Although Empire's Son was high up on my list as well. Um, for Keaton, you know, I was definitely thinking about Spider-Man: Homecoming. I was actually thinking more recently of Spotlight and the Trial of Chicago 7. You know, there's Night Shift. And, of course, we never picked Jackie Brown for Tarantino Week. That's so that true. was kind of what I was zeroing in on. And you picked True Romance for Val Kilmer uh, in the past. Heat was picked before. So those are easy to endorse. So, okay, so we get to, to, to Clooney and Ben Affleck. Uh, I've talked on the show before what a big fan I am of Argo. But... Um, uh, I, you know, it's funny. I I really was thinking a lot about some more obscure movies like Boiler Room, mm -hmm. uh, and and especially Richard Linklater's great Dazed and Confused. Um, but I just can't see that on Six Degrees of Batman week. And Ben Affleck's role is relatively small, so I'd rather go with a a, a role Chasing in. Amy. <laughs> well, I'd rather go with with a role <laughs> in which the the character dominates the film, the actor dominates the film. So. For me, it comes down to two films in George Clooney's oeuvre. Either Michael Clayton or Ocean's Eleven. Because mm. we did the original Ocean's Eleven, but we didn't do the remake. Right. And I really can't decide. <laughs> I, I, I think I there's, no, there's no question. You have to go with Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Please state your name for the record. Daniel Ocean. You have been implicated in over a dozen other confidence schemes and frauds. What do you think you would do if released? I don't know. How much do you guys make a year? It's never been done before. You want to knock over a casino? Three casinos? You gotta be nuts. Exactly. This place houses a security system that rivals most nuclear missile silos. Smash and grab job, huh? Slightly more complicated than that. Oh, yeah. You'd need at least a dozen guys doing a combination of cons. Ten ought to do it, don't you think? You think we need one more? You think we need one more? All right, we'll get one more. We're just supposed to walk out of there with $150 million in cash without getting stopped? Yeah. It'd be nice working with proper villains again. Two, one. Well, did you check the 
Now they tell me that I paid my debt to society. Funny, I never got a check. Scared? You suicidal? Congratulations, you're a dead man. He'll kill you. And then he'll go to work on you. Someone call for a doctor? Here comes a girl. You're a thief and a liar. I only lied about being a thief. Why do this? Because the house always wins. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. Been practicing this speech, A little bit. Did I rush it? Felt like I rushed it. That was good. It. I liked it. You're either in or you're out. Right now. Absolutely. Because he's kind of like Batman. He's kind of like Bruce Wayne. He's, he's like Batman. Kind of like, yeah. I mean, he's so good in that. And he ha- he he has this you know the sort of swanky uh, uh, slick spirit of Vegas oozing through every pore. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He is he just owns the owns the screen every time he's on it. Even with uh, Brad Pitt standing next to him, mm-hmm. um, it's truly an amazing amazing movie that yeah. can take kind of a silly premise uh, from the original movie and really make it into something modern and fun and. Well, Really just amazing to watch this amazing group of actors. You, you're good. But I'll tell you, um, it's true because in a way, Andy Garcia is like Falcone. Yeah. You know, he's kind of like yeah. a one of Batman villains. And then um, last but not least, when I told uh, my son that we were doing uh, this week, and he's a huge, huge Batman fan. Uh, you know, I told him the whole premise and he said, oh, you should do Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> so, <laughs> Your son is correct. So, uh, I, 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 who am I, who am I to argue? So, um, Clooney's like the it, only, like the, the only person who could be the glue to hold that cast together. And, and who that, do you recast Sinatra with? George yeah. Clooney. <laughs> who, right, George Clooney. No one can be like Frank Sinatra, but Clooney comes the closest. And 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 it's true. And he's he's suave and debonair, and he has this Cary Grant like charm. Um, I always feel like, as good as his movie career is, that somehow it could have been even better because he's like our generation's Cary Grant. And I feel like a lot of times the the um, uh, his material has let him down. Of course, he has no interest in kind of being a movie star. He's more interested in sort of directing and writing and all this this other yeah. stuff. And but owning so the smokehouse. <laughs> yeah, but but um, but Soderbergh's remake of Ocean's Eleven, it's slick, it's fun, it's 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 you know uh, it's it's a romp, and it's a great caper film, and uh, you know for Ratford. those for, for every and you know plus also you know what I love about Clooney how self-deprecating he is about Batman. He never misses an opportunity to poke fun at himself for how bad he was and how bad that movie was. He has such a great sense of humor about it. And, and was, you got to love that. He was the worst. I mean, he was the worst. And, and here's the thing. It's like, uh, oh, my God, I just said it, didn't I? He was the worst Batman in the worst Batman movie. Yes, he was. <laughs> I I was so excited when he was cast, right? It's like he was kind of great yeah, in yeah. From Dust Till Dawn, right? It's like he kind of had that edge. He was kind of cool. It's like, okay, I can see this guy as Batman. It was like you know, the anti-casting of Michael Keaton. You're like, how could that be possible? And you're like, oh, George Clooney, that's yeah, brilliant. Perfect. And it just, yeah. it just, <laughs> it just didn't work. Now, maybe it's Joel Schumacher's fault. Okay. Not hard to make that argument. You know, there's Maybe it was Akiva Goldsman's fault. Totally not hard to make that <laughs> argument. 
but let's face it. It's like there was something about the portrayal that was empty. Um, there was something about it. It's like, and maybe it's because George Clooney is so self-assured and he is so George Clooney um, that you don't believe that he's broken in you, a way that you thing, believe Michael Keaton or Christian Bale is broken or even frankly, is, when you, when you look at When you look at Clooney, you kind of think, well, even though his, even if his parents were shot in front of him, he probably would have brushed it off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you, you believe him as Bruce Wayne, but not as Batman. I mean, it's like that scene in Ocean's Eleven where, you know, uh, Andy Garcia puts him in to have the, the, the thugs rough him up. Yeah. And he gets one over on him. Yeah. You know, the, the thug is somebody he hired so that he can go and execute the caper and make it look like he's being beaten up. And, and uh, you know, so you, you nobody ever lays a glove on him. Yeah. So you as Batman, you can't even picture George Clooney in a fight, you know, yeah. and, 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 and getting, you know, it, so it just makes no sense. And of course, everything about that, I mean, from Joel Silmer's, Joel Schumacher's favorite quote uh, uh, about the time, he said, they're called comic books, not tragic books for a reason. And, you know, he just didn't understand it at all. Yeah. He, I mean, he really obviously prepared for making these movies by watching the 1966 show and taking all the wrong lessons from it. Yeah. Well, let me let me argue a slight contrary view. I, I used to think that that was the worst of the Batman movies, but I have since come to think that actually Batman Forever is probably worse because at least Batman and Robin... Schumacher went into it with that attitude and he was making a dumb, camp, big, loud, campy movie. Batman Forever was sort of quasi-serious and it's just bad. Right, like in Batman Forever, he's trying to do sort of Tim Burton karaoke. Yeah. And it's, it's not great. But Jim on the other Carrey hand... And, and Jim Carrey and... and, uh, and um, What's his name? And Uma uh, Thurman, right? right? And Uma but Thurman just, and, and Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones Tommy who plays Lee a Jones, character yeah. who's horribly scarred on one half of his face and the other half was burned by acid. Agreed. Yeah. Ag agreed with all of that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't... Put, <laughs> I, I, that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't put the burden, not Burton, the not burden, burden all on Schumacher's uh, shoulders because I think that uh, that all the wrong think about those Batman movies came from the top, came from the yeah. studio. Yes. Uh, the studio did not understand what Batman was and they never did. So yeah, they wanted they wanted Happy Meal toys, yeah. Stuff, you know, yeah. yeah. And it's like uh, as much as I kind of agree with your assessment, like at least like in Batman and Robin, Schumacher was kind of leaning into what he thought Batman should be, like what he thought Batman at least should it's be. An ethos, but it, yeah. <laughs> say what you but will it, about. But, but what he thought Batman should be still sucked. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it, it's like I don't know that that's necessarily like you know the most stirring endorsement for Batman and Robin. <laughs> okay, well, let, let, let's let's move on. But Ocean's Eleven is a fantastic, yeah. fun movie. Great movie. Totally yeah, great let, pick, but fuck Batman and Robin. Let, let, <laughs> let, let, let's, uh, <laughs> you know, look, so here's the thing. We, we have a Val Kilmer movie. We have a Christian Bale movie. We, we have a Michael Keaton movie, and now we have a George Clooney movie. So should Friday be Ben Affleck? There's yeah. so many great picks. I don't are I don't there, think we I don't think we need yeah. to be I don't think we need to be restricted to any actor. Honestly. Okay, okay. we don't need to. I'm just saying Gone Girl, I think, is a really good movie. Yeah, look, I Boiler think Room like, is a great movie. Yeah. Days of Confused, which we agree is too small a role. Goodwill hunting. 
Even yeah. Hollywood Land. You know, these yeah. are good movies. Affleck is a look. Affleck is a good actor. I think honestly. Um, I think it, this is a little heretical, but I think like the uh, the the director's cut of Batman v Superman isn't a great movie, but it's it's much better. But I Wait think a his, but I think his portrayal of Batman and Bruce Wayne is pretty good. Is uh, is Ben Affleck the only actor to have ever played Batman and Superman? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, when did he play Superman? In Hollywood Land. Hollywood Land. Oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> oh, my God, you're right. Yeah. I, I didn't realize. He was George Reeves in, yeah, in uh, Hollywood Yeah, he was George Land. Reeves, yeah. which, is, which is a movie I was hoping would be better than it was. Yeah. Yeah, just, no it kidding. It just wasn't. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. we should have had Nicolas Cage playing both Superman and Batman. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. In the same movie. <laughs> Look. Yeah. <laughs> But look, by this this logic, we should be picking Twilight for our pads, right? Which is like, <laughs> like my my biggest fear about the Batman is like Robert Pattinson. I don't know, guys. I don't know about that. But I, like, would, uh, I don't know. But Matt Matt Reeves is talented. I, Matt Reeves I, I, is talented. I have a good feeling about it. Well, you can never tell about this. But you know, <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> and now, you know now they're doing reshoots, and who knows what Warner Brothers Discovery is up to? But right. I'd, so, Robert, uh, I'd actually, like, I don't think I need to work out to be the Batman. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Of course you need to work out to be the Batman. It's I'd, like you're the Batman. <laughs> I'd like to throw in my vote for another Christian Bale movie. Okay, uh, The Prestige. Ah, uh, yeah, oh, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or American he's, Psycho. He's a mate. Or no, 310 to Yuma. Or yeah. 310 to American Psycho. 310 to American Psycho. But you know, no, uh, The Prestige, I think, is a great movie, Darren. Yeah. I, I totally it's, agree it's with you. Really, it's really classy. It's, it's really well written. It's really subtle. And the performance in it is, is really amazing. And he's with his Batman director, Christopher Nolan. And Nolan, he's got yeah. Alfred there. <laughs> Which is like Michael, Michael uh, another degree of that's Michael true. Kane. There's yeah. like there's more degrees of Batman because yeah. there's Michael Caine yeah. and Christopher Nolan and well, and uh, and uh, Black Widow is in. If it's <laughs> right. if, it, if it's not going to be Mall Rats, I could get behind the Prestige. <laughs> Mark, I don't think it's going to be Mall Rats. Okay, I fantastic, Mr. Fox. No. Okay. So anyway, I think this prestige thing is uh, is like. <laughs> well, a, hey, I got a few. I got a few titles oh, I would I would throw out like uh, top this, secret. Top yes. secret. Very did we funny. pick that for? Did we pick top secret? I Maybe not. Think so. Okay. I feel um, like Ashley did one week. I remember like, we talked about it, we but I don't think it. we okay. picked uh, it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I, My name is a, Elga. I mean, she used breasts to fight gravity. <laughs> Uh, a more recent <laughs> film that I, I actually quite liked, uh, The Founder, with uh, Michael oh, yeah. Keaton playing, yes, uh, playing Ray, Ray, Ray Kroc, yeah. uh, the whole McDonald's thing. He was terrific He's in that terrific, movie, and yeah. it's a very entertaining, uh, very entertaining movie. Uh, I prefer the sequel about Burger King. <laughs> but uh, that was that's just me. And there's, a, there's another Sorry, one Prince from Harry. the another uh, George Clooney movie from the 90s that I was always I really liked it when it came out and I haven't seen it in years but I always thought it was a really solid mid-level studio thriller The Peacemaker right mm-hmm. with Nicole Kidman is directed by Mimi Leader who yep. uh, was a uh, yeah. TV came for, out of TV for DreamWorks yeah DreamWorks, DreamWorks first movie yeah, yeah. Their first movie. I thought it was a solid uh, you know techno thriller now that Clooney was good in it yeah. Ooh, listen to the crickets. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, I, I think American Psycho is, look, it's 
it's kind of a crazy choice. But on the other hand, Batman is kind of crazy. And if you squint, you sort of see like, oh, yeah, Christian Bale is totally insane yeah. in that film. Like that kind of works for the Batman of it all. Um, Mr. Mom is yeah. a delightful film with Michael Keaton. And I totally relate to it. Of course, multiplicity with Michael Keaton. Yes. Uh, cloning himself oh. five times. I thought Ashley was going to say Willow. <laughs> yeah, you know what? With Mad Mardigan. Ugh. Or, or oh, as we man. called him. Or, as we actually, called him, I almost Bat, chose... Bat Mardigan. Bat Mardigan? Bat Mardigan? <laughs> uh, I almost chose for Wednesday... Because, but uh, a Val Kilmer film had already been picked, and I had already picked Real Genius, uh, Top Gun. Yeah, yeah. I oh. can see that. And you worked on the sequel Iceman. for a while, didn't you? Yes, I Iceman. did. Iceman. Yeah. Yes, I did. I, uh, in our version of the movie, uh, Val Kilmer would have played an aircraft carrier. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Oh. Too soon. Not, Come on. Too uh, soon. Not well, and there, there is another Alexander movie that would qualify. Alexander, Oliver Stone's Alexander. Uh, Val Kilmer. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. All right. That's right. That's Bad right. Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, which yeah. is a batshit crazy movie by Werner Herzog, but oddly compelling and entertaining. Just oddly Six degrees of batshit. <laughs> Six degrees of batshit. <laughs> no, nobody mentioned Beetle, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Don't say Beetlejuice. 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 No. Isn't it funny? That you forget about Beetlejuice and you forget about how great Michael Keaton is in that. He's awesome in it. And Beetlejuice is terrific. Yeah. But didn't we pick it for something? Or am I, I thinking of like the best movies never made version of it? I don't know. I feel like maybe we did, but maybe we didn't. I Let's don't find have out. My we did. Let's go I'm to pretty, the phones. I'm pretty sure we didn't. I, I try to double check which movies uh, we've done. Um, what else? Is uh, that there's the uh, Winona Ryder week? <laughs> Uh, it's Three Kings. I love Three Kings. Oh, George I Clooney. do too. I yeah, love it's Three really Kings. good. Except I think it falls apart in the third act. But you know what? We didn't pick Beetlejuice. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm saving. Uh, I'm saving Three Kings for Jamie Kennedy Week. <laughs> um, no, I, I really love Three Kings. And then Clooney did a, a string of uh, Coen Brothers movies. Oh, Brother, oh, Where Brother Art Thou, right? uh, Intolerable mm -hmm. Cruelty, Burn yeah. After Reading. Uh, we're all Hail Caesar, which I really like. Yeah, Most people don't, but I really like also it. Also starring Han Solo. Yeah, yeah Alden Enrich, who's great in it. Yeah, he is. He's really good in it. This is so funny as this this uh, cowpoke who gets cast as you know sort of a Noel Coward. Uh, it, it's a really fun movie about that era of Hollywood, and there's yeah. some really fun stuff in it. And and uh, it's not like their greatest movie, but um, it's definitely made for people like us, yeah. you know, because it's like old Hollywood and you know having fun with all the tropes and it's beautifully directed and just really quirky and weird and. You know, the fact that uh, Josh Brolin plays um, Eddie Mannix, you know, who uh, who wasn't quite the enforcer, the studio enforcer, but just, uh, you know, everyone knows who Eddie Mannix was in old Hollywood. And he was at the center of a lot. Uh, uh, really, really great stuff. It almost felt like there was too much cut from it. Like, you know, it was like the Scarlett Johansson stuff. It just it, it almost felt like there was too much missing. But mm -hmm. I really loved I, I love that movie. Uh, I really enjoy that movie, but I like Good Night and Good Luck also. Yeah, um, yeah. you know the, the the Clooney movie where about Edward Morrow, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, mm -hmm. uh, Up in the Air, 
I think Up in the Air is one of his best films. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not a film that people talk about a lot, um, but it's really good. And, and, uh, and who was it? It was Anna Kendrick, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was, it was terrific in it as well. Really, really great movie from Paramount, which is why nobody saw it. But, um, uh, <laughs> and let's not really forget great. Rain of Fire. Yeah. Ooh. Christian Bale. Yeah. I got to tell Ooh. you, that movie, like, Future Dragons. That, that should have been like <laughs> every 13 year old boy's dream, right? Like, who didn't draw A64 Apaches fighting dragons? God knows I did. And that <laughs> never even happened in the movie. And it made me so freaking mad, right? It's got Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Like, and Christian Bale fighting drag. But no, it it's, sucked. It's about time for a remake. That's it all is. I'm saying. Right. A it, reboot that, Those dragons were no very Mothrock's pejorative. Okay? <laughs> Which Darren picked twice in the history of the show. So, so I so want nice. Darren picked it twice. So I, I now we did pick you. I actually in particular did pick True Romance. But uh, we have never picked Jackie Brown. I and Michael Jackie Keaton is, is terrific at Jackie Brown. Yeah, he is. Um, and Robert Forster is spectacular. Oh, um, yeah. And that's a movie I think that only improves with age. I remember, you know, coming off Pulp Fiction, seeing it in, uh, actually at the Sunset Five and being underwhelmed with it when I first saw it. Yep. And over the years, I've come to really love that movie. Yeah. It's good. And uh, another recent movie that I, I really liked, Ford v. Ferrari. Yeah, with Christian right. Bale. James Mangold. The assassination of, uh, of uh, Jesse <laughs> of, James of by Ford, the coward the... Uh, Gerald Ford v. Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, who's in the assassination of Jesse James? I'm like, there's no Batman in that. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Ford v. Ferrari. I think that's a great pick. And one of my recent guilty pleasures, the other guys... With uh, Will oh, Ferrell and uh, yeah. Mark Wahlberg as yeah. Mark Wahlberg as the yeah the, the cops the other guys uh, uh, had one of my favorite laugh out loud moments in a movie theater when Samuel L. Jackson and, and the Rock jump off the yeah. building yeah, in yeah, first yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I laughed that hard in the last five years. It's but funny think- though because the Rock plays virtually the same character in the Get Smart movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But of course, yeah, Michael Keaton played their uh, the chief, I believe, in that movie. Yeah. Played their boss. Your badge and your gun. More of a supporting role, though, for the Batman. Yeah, Batman. Well, Batman we, doesn't we, support we, anyone. We got we <laughs> Batman. Got, we got, nobody puts Batman. Don't go down. <laughs> nobody puts Batman in the corner. So, 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 Darren, it's it's Robinson Crusoe on Mars for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's I just like that Adam West isn't represented. I, I agree. I agree. I love do? Adam West. <laughs> you know, I, I I mean, he, he you know, Adam what? West I was look in well. Batman let's the movie. Just, let, let's just go with look well. The hell with the, whole, the rule. We'll throw the rules out the door. We'll go with a, a busted no. TV pilot. Perhaps and it'll his be look second well. greatest no. role. Absolutely. Indeed. Ty Indeed. Well. No. Now, can we, can we explain <laughs> at least to the audience, you know, because we're getting very inside baseball what look well is? You need to look it up on YouTube. It is on there. Look Well was a, uh, a pilot uh, TV show written by Conan O'Brien and Robert Smigel. Um, you know, at the time, they had just uh, uh, been on Saturday Night Live. They were young, they were hungry, and they wrote this amazing script about an out-of-work actor who used to play a cop on an old TV series and had a... Uh, an honorary badge presented to him by the LAPD uh, encased in Lucite. And 
he uh, likes to basically help the police department uh, solve crimes. Uh, when he's against, not teaching his acting class. When he's not teaching his acting class. Against, it's like Barry. <laughs> oh my, it, it is. It's, it's similar to that. Um, it's so good. Uh, Adam West is perfect in it. Oh, he's so good. He's so good it's in it. It's so funny. I don't know if they could have sustained that um, uh, amount of brilliance for an entire series. I really don't. Especially a pilot network, is so network, perfect. Especially we like should do a double feature network. of Look Well and Alexander the Great. Oh my gosh. My two God. busted pilots for yeah. two hours of entertainment on the 430. It's all, perfect for a Friday. 430 movie West. commentaries. All West. All West all the time. <laughs> Go West, young man. Go West. Well, look it up on YouTube. You'll like it. Look Well is so good. Oh, I remember, I think we all watched it for the first time at Steve Melching's house. Yep. Yes. It was It was the holy, it, that was the holy grail. Forget the last crusade. When we got a hold of the Look Well pilot. Yeah. I mean, as great as Heat Vision and Jack is, yep. it's, it's nowhere near as nowhere good as Nowhere near as, well. as, as subtle and, and creative and brilliant. Perfect, perfect tone. Yeah. Isn't somebody? Yeah. Or did, isn't aren't they going to do Heat Vision and Jack now? Didn't I see something? About I heard no, I was talking doing it as a movie, but it never okay. it never it happened. But our, our friends at Best Movies Never Made did an episode on it, or okay. two episodes on it, which are, I highly recommend if you haven't listened to Best Movies Never Made to check that out. Um, also, I want to remind our audience that um, uh, 1981 week will be debuting on Comic Con at Home the yeah, end right. of July. So make a note of it. Uh, you'll get a chance to uh, watch an all-new episode of the 430 Movie at Comic-Con at Home, where we uh, program a fantasy theme week of classic movies from 1991. And all bets are off because we can repeat movies yeah, because there's, uh, no, there, there's no, right there, we can. no, nothing's off the table. It's, it's sheer mayhem. So, uh, it, indeed, it's in the mouth of badness. So, Beetlejuice so, it is. Gentlemen, I, I, I think we've been stalling, uh, making the hard decision for Friday. I love the Beetlejuice pick, honestly. I'm, I'm good with Beetlejuice. I love Beetlejuice. To me, it's, uh, yeah, Beetlejuice. Mark uh, is uncertain. Mark doesn't like Beetlejuice, I can tell. I, 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 so I like it. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, I mean, you know, I, like, I like the cast. Um you know, I love the score, Danny Elfman. It's Tim Burton's um, third best movie. And, uh, you know, it's, it's yeah. fun. <laughs> a ringing endorsement. Uh, but but that, that said, you know, it, it is such a major po- uh, part of uh, Michael Keaton's filmography. Obviously, it led to uh, them working together on Batman. Uh, so um, it's a very significant film. And uh, Daylight Comes and Me Want to Go Home. Yeah. Uh, so uh, and sneaking I, up from the side entrance, it's Argo for Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Argo, <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> Actions of Iran have shocked the civilized world. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Spread everything. Our embassy has been seized, and more than sixty American citizens continue to be held as hostages. If we're going to go, then we need to go now. What happened? Six of the hostages went out a back exit. Where are they? The Canadian ambassador's house. We've got revolutionary guards going door to door. These people die. They die badly. White House? Who wants the six of them out? What we like for this are bicycles. 
deliver the six bikes, provide them with maps. Or you could just send in training wheels and meet them at the border with Gatorade. It's gonna take a miracle to get them out. Hi, man. What are we watching? I got an idea. They're a Canadian film crew for a science fiction movie. I fly into Tehran. We all fly out together as a film crew. I need you to help me make a fake movie. So you want to come to Hollywood and act like a big shot without actually doing anything? Yeah. You'll fit right in. You need a script? Argo, science fantasy adventure. Moonscape, Mars, desert. They need an exotic location to shoot. You need a producer. If I'm doing a fake movie, it's going to be a fake hit. You don't have a better bad idea than this? This is the best bad idea we have, sir. By far. You have 72 hours to get them out. They're getting a visitor. You gotten people out this way before? No. They're asking us to trust you with our lives. This is what I do, and I've never left anyone behind. I know who they are, and they know they're hiding out. It's over, Tommy. If they stay here, they will be taken. Probably not alive. We're responsible for these people. I'm responsible. You really believe your little story is going to make a difference when there's a gun to our heads? I think my little story is the only thing between you and a gun to your head. I would go with Argo in a heartbeat. I love, I'm a sucker for that movie. Um, both in its original theatrical version, as well as the expanded cut for home video, which is, you know, and you, you know why I love the expanded cut? Because there's more stuff with the kid in his room, and you can see a 2XL and all the Galactica toys. Nice. It's <laughs> like, I mean, it was my God. It's why four don't, stars. Why don't we do that? That that gives all the Batman actors a representation. Yeah, you're right. You want to go with, with Argo? Yeah, why don't we do sure. that? I'm, I'm sure Beetlejuice will have another Hunter. opportunity to make it into the. Uh, I'm it sure it will. I'm sure it will. But I love the idea of all the Batman, Batman being represented. Mm-hmm. All the and Batman. then yeah. The Batman. And next week we're going to do Six Degrees of Catwoman, so it's going to yeah. get really <laughs> interesting here on the show. Uh, meow. Um, but uh, this is a uh, this is just terrific, and I, I Argo just sort of slipped in there at the end, yeah. Darren. That's what happened. You, That's what she you, said. You, um, wow, uh, you know, what? Oscar, what? Oscar award winning movie. It's hard, you know. Look, I love Argo, but I always forget he won the Oscar for yeah, best. Won picture. the Oscar, like the like the artist. No, no, like <laughs> not the artist. like the artist. Um, and you know, the thing about artist, Argo, that's artist, go is fuck yourself. The, 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 yeah. You know, the fact the fact that John Chambers is in a movie is reason enough, yeah. to give it. Um, yeah. uh, pretty you know, amazing. Friday. Yeah, and and if you haven't read the book that it's based on. The real life story is more interesting than the movie. Yeah. And more unbelievable than the yep. movie, which is extraordinary. Um, so anyway, okay, well, this is a, this is a fabulous they, week. They filmed some of that, uh, filmed some of Argo at, uh, at my wife's uh, place of work. Huh. The embassy I, scene. The, the, the Canadian embassy in Iran. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I was D- filmed D- at the VA facility up in uh, the North. Dare Island. I call this week Batastic? Yes, oh. fantastic. Wow. Oh, dare, dare. It, it's Bafo. Um, okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. You know what? Can we just say Saturday matinee, Batman 66? No. Okay. No. So uh, Monday, Steve Melching. Monday, Val Kilmer is your Huckleberry in 
George P. Cosmatos slash Kurt Russell's Tombstone. Tuesday, it's Darren Dockerman. Steven Spielberg leans forward in Empire of the Sun with Christian Bale. Wednesday, Ashley Edward Miller's pick. Spider-Man comes home in Spider-Man Homecoming uh, with Michael Keaton as the Vulture. Thursday, it's George Clooney. He's a pig fucker. No, that's from, uh, remember that? Remember oh that? God. From, from South just, Park. Oh my God. Just dropping the F-bombs left, left and right on this episode. No, no, but remember that from yes, I South do. Park? Yes, and, and, yes, and we, 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 we watched that at your house too. I mean, this must have been, what, 15, 20 years ago. God, we're old. Um, but uh, George Clooney as Ocean's Ele- in Ocean's Eleven. And on Friday... Argo, it's ben Affleck that. in Argo, a sci-fi fantasy adventure. Wasn't that it? Where did they get those wonderful yeah. toys? <laughs> oh, so great, so great. Well, this is this is some really some really fine films that we're programming for Six Degrees of Batman Week. Batman. Yeah, indeed, indeed. I love it. And well, we're going to have to figure out now. Next week, uh, we're we're going to be uh, we're going to be off. It's the July Fourth week, so there won't be a new episode uh, on Friday. But we will be back. The season is not over, not by a long shot. Not oh. at we'll all. Be back not down. even a little bit. So uh, we will be back in two weeks with an all new episode of the Four Thirty Movie, and of course, coming at the end of uh, the month, uh, nineteen eighty one week at Comic Con at home. Uh, you can check that out at comiccon.org. And of course, uh, if you're just missing us terribly and want to relive moments of uh, a 430 movie greatness, you can go to the Electric Now app, download the Electric Now app, or watch us on Roku or IMDb TV or Stir or Distro TV. And you can watch uh, all previous uh, episodes of 430 movie and see us in living color. Living color. So uh, that that's fun stuff. And uh, of course, you should listen to our sister podcast, Cartoon Barroom, with Ashley and Steve as they talk about great animation and cartoons. If you're a fan of Star Trek, Darren Docterman and myself, we host not one, but two Star Trek podcasts. The first one, Inglorious Trexperts. And if I do say so myself, we've been on fire lately. We've had amazing guests. Best, best of shows ever been. And of course, we have the Trexperts Briefing Room, where we curate commentaries of significant Star Trek episodes from all the shows. So check that out. It's a separate feed from Inglorious Trexperts. And of course, Best Movies Never Made with Josh Miller and um, Steven Scarlatta as they talk about great movies that never saw the light of a projector bulb. And of course, we want to thank our sound engineers, the great Bill Ritter and Mark Rivera, who's always so complimentary about this show. Um, and we, we thank Mark for all his hard work. Uh, of course, our associate producers, Zach Raggetts and Peter Holmstrom, and our producer, Natalie Miscalli, and our video producer, Dylan Middlebrook. And uh, uh, that's it, really. Isn't that all we have to say? That's it. Oh, God damn wait. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Wait, 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 there's more. No, really. Uh, if you want to follow us on social, check out the Ford Day movie on Instagram or uh, the Twitter or Facebook. But we're not a friendster. Same bat time, same bat channel. That's right. That's right. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, until next week, but not really, because we're not on for two weeks. Same bat time, same bat channel. Eyewitness News starts now. To the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. 
This show is produced by Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman and is an Electric Surge Network production.